There has to be some common sense. Yes, sir. They have the car stopped in Tampa Ranch, Michael We still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, retired NYPD Sergeant Bill Cannon, coming to you from Jupiter, Florida. You can notice the white background, a little bit different surroundings here. So, folks, I just wanted to give you one little commercial. Tonight at 9 p.m., uh, I'm on a show called um, NYPD Homicide on the Oxygen Network at 9 p.m. tonight, a, a show that... Um, it's a highly acclaimed show, and I, I actually shot this episode um, last January in Fort Lauderdale. I was in Florida, and um, a New York Homicide wanted me to come back to New York, and I said, no, you want me? Uh, you got to come to Florida. So they came down here, and they sh we shot it in Fort Lauderdale, and it's a really super, super interesting case from the 2-3 Detective Squad right after 9-11, actually December 1st, 2001. So it's a 22-year-old case, very uh, one of the most interesting cases I worked in my homicide career. But uh, the uh, homicide of Carmen Quinones and Ruben Frederick, and that's what the, the show is about tonight, 9 p.m. again on the Oxygen Network. And I can't tell you what channel because each cable provider has a different um, different channel according to what service you have. So 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, from uh, New York. It's called uh, New York Homicide. So um, looking forward to it, and I hope you guys are too. So he, I'm here today to talk to you about, of course, the ongoing case of um, Ruby Frankie and Jody Hildebrandt. Of course, Ruby Frankie, famous from her own podcast, Eight Passengers, uh, one that was removed from um, from YouTube a while ago uh, because of certain allegations. But before the, the YouTube uh, Eight Passengers was removed, she had over 2 million subscribers. So take it from me, from someone who's struggling on YouTube to build an audience, 2 million is something that's uh, rarely achieved by most podcasters. Some, but it's really one hell of an achievement. So what was the show about? Really the show, uh, and if you've been following this show, um, it's, uh, if you've been following this show, it's been, um, it's been a while since uh, something really brand spanking new. Things are leaking out. But if you think of this case, uh, as it involves multiple people, I would say, of course, it involves Ruby Frankie, it involves Jody Hildebrandt, and of course, it involves the husband, uh, Kevin Frankie. And it seems like he and his attorney right now are almost trying to exonerate him uh, from this caper. And believe me, I think that and I've voiced this opinion before that he's involved this in this up to his neck, just because he left the marriage. Oh, excuse me. I just put that down. Okay. Just because he left the marriage 14 months ago, doesn't exonerate him from things that occurred before that. And I think it was pretty obvious to almost any observer what was going on in, in this household in this caper. I've got to put my earbuds in guys. Well, I could do it right now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so he was involved in this. But however, his attorney uh, at this point is really trying to absolve Kevin Frankie of any wrongdoing in this case. And I don't think that can happen. I'm going to play a little bit of this Sarah, Sarah, Sierra Gillespie from Law and Crime on the actual home of Ruby Frankie being broken into. Uh, and as you can understand, the kids that escaped uh, from this horrific incident 
was staying in the home of Jody Hillebrand, which is approximately four hours away from the home of Ruby Frankie. So they were apparently living with Jody Hildebrandt, uh, which is news to everyone else that uh, was involved in this caper. In southern Utah, Ruby Frankie and her family lived here in this Springville, Utah affluent neighborhood in the north central part of the state. Now with a taped up front door, this is the family home where the Frankies once lived. I know that somehow during the process of all this going on with the, the police and other family members and who who knows, someone apparently broke the door. So he hasn't been able to get it replaced yet. He's in that process, but but yeah, so he's probably got tape on it. This week, law and crime. No he, of course, being uh, Kevin Frankie, and that was his attorney speaking right there. Uh, so as I said, it seems as if his attorney is sort of trying to more or less exonerate him from any wrongdoing in this case. Network crews traveled to Springville, Utah, where the entire Frankie family once lived. Almost immediately, our crews noticed something out of the ordinary at the home as tape covered the front door, indicating it had been broken down. Kevin Frankie's attorney, Randy Kester, says he isn't sure why the family home has a busted up front door. Somebody broke in? Uh, well, they broke the door. I don't, I don't know if someone broke in. I mean, family members have had access to the home. So I don't think they had any reason to kick the door down, but someone broke in. Wouldn't you think a door on an affluent area, a neighborhood like this would have video at the very least doorbell cameras? I think, uh, well, I'm not going to say most homes cause I'm just, uh, taking things for granted, but many homes these days, especially in affluent communities have doorbell cameras and other cameras watching sentry over their home. Did this home not have that? Broke the door. Kester says his client is back in the family home in Springville after spending more than a year away. While he wouldn't say where Kevin Frankie was staying other than somewhere in Utah County, Kester did say he moved out at the insistence of Ruby Frankie and her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt. Kevin very much loved his children and loved his wife and had a strong bond, an exceptionally strong bond with all of his kids. You've seen pictures of their family together. He was involved in all sorts of activities. He was a great, he was a great dad. You know, folks, I would, um, I would ask, uh, and some of you dads out there who are listening, I would ask the question, what dad would stay away from his kids for 13 or 14 months with no involvement in their lives? At the very least, in my mind, there would be some family court action of me trying to get involved because I know how uh, scary it can be. Someone, a wife, in this case, Ruby Frankie, can make allegations. But if he filed it correctly through the courts, uh, I don't know if he did that. There seems to be no record of that. But now it doesn't become as believable when he tries to insert himself back into the lives of his children when he wasn't involved in their lives in the past 14 months. So all you dads out there that are listening, I think most of you would agree with me. You would do everything in your power to have contact with your children and you would try to do it the right way through an attorney and through the courts, through the family courts. Uh, but Ruby felt like there were differences in their marriage. And at one point, in conjunction with Jody Hildebrand, it was sort of like, uh, we, we have to separate to save our marriage. You know, we'll keep working on our marriage, but for now, you know, if, if you're going to step, if we're going to repair our marriage and be back together as a family, you have to be away and you have to work on yourself and don't have contact with the kids. Don't have contact with me unless I initiate it. Now known the world over as an alleged child abuser, Ruby Frankie and her family first gained notoriety on their YouTube channel, Eight Passengers, sharing videos of their family's life to more than 2 million subscribers. One thing that I think is very, very harmful is inappropriate memes. There are some hilarious memes out there, but there are also some memes that are just downright nasty. 
And I think it's important that we know what our kids are looking at on their Instagram feeds. Chad hasn't had a flip phone, a smartphone, any kind of phone, and it's been over a year. Mm -hmm. And um, I still have no intention of returning a phone. Abby, we took the phone away from Abby November. Um, in November. Oh, and and you may you may never get the phone back. You know, these days, um, and I mean, I'm a parent, obviously, my sons, although they're out of the house, they're grown, they're 31, and one's going to be 29. But I, they grew up in the electronic era, era of everyone had to have a cell phone. Everyone was on the computer all the time. And, of course, kids uh, and all of us parents, whether our kids are, are 10 or 60, they're our kids, right? Kids were raised with computers and cell phones where we weren't. So it almost seems in this day and age to take away a phone or access to social media um, at a certain age, and I believe social media has to be totally supervised by parents these days. There's so many things on social media, on the computer, on the cell phone that are damaging. And uh, there's predators out there uh, using a cell phone to prey upon children. However, it seems that Ruby Frankie takes great pleasure in removing things from her children. And that is her way of inflicting punishment on her children. And I find that to be a little bit outrageous. And, you know, of course, culminating with withholding food, withholding feeding her children. And that to me is outrageous. And that when we talk about, I've spoken before from my experience, something called imminent danger. And when children are in imminent danger, it's the job of the uh, police, of caretakers of the um, in, in Utah, they call DCFS, Division of Child and Family Services. It's up to them to do an investigation. And as, as we uh, talked about, in this case, ad nauseum, that they were fully aware of this case. There had been many, many reports. There had been many people calling and saying, you got to take a look into this case. So where was the failure, failures, plural, who was responsible for these failures? Was it DCFS? Was it the police? Absolutely. I saw an incident where the police were 100% wrong when they were called to the house from the elder daughter, Shari, saying that her brothers and sisters were left in the house for days with nothing to eat and unsupervised. And they weren't old enough to be unsupervised. The police went to the location, knocked on the door. The children wouldn't open the door. They left. That's, to me... That is unacceptable, uh, unacceptable behavior by the police. Um, New Hampshire woman, she certainly wasn't paying attention to their computer time since she's accusing one of her children of being addicted to porn since he was three. That's uh, That obviously there's no supervision if that's occurring. You know, some of you folks in the chat, I almost said you guys, but I know there's guys and girls, but sometimes we call girls guys just it's a sort of, a, you know, a one slang word and I, I don't want to say it because some could be offended by it but some of you folks how's that that's better that's a better word some of you folks out there have suggested that perhaps ruby frankie and jody hildebrandt were a couple and i don't i mean that has been suggested by a lot of people however is there any evidence of that perhaps Evidence of that is that she told her husband to go away 14 months ago and don't come back basically till you've worked on herself. To whose standards? To the standards of Jody Hildebrandt, who definitely uh, had an axe to grind in this game, right? We saw some of the advice she's given to people, according to many people who have started to come forward. She's destroyed families as a marriage counselor, she's destroyed relationships. She's given the same horrific advice to adults that she's given to children. Eventually, Ruby segued from the now defunct Eight Passengers channel to a new organization called Connections, which she contributed to with Hildebrandt. How did Jody come into play with all the family? Through Ruby, 
I don't know that entire story. I just know that it wasn't very long after they were introduced to her that she and Jody uh, created this connections network and and started podcasting again. Kester says he's unclear whether the family's national exposure on the eight passengers channel affected its dynamics. He does, however, allege that Jody Hildebrandt instigated the separation between Ruby and Kevin. I don't think he's I don't think he's made that parallel. I don't think that he believes that it's what led up to this. But what I can say, at least it's my observation that while the family may have had some struggles prior to Jody coming into their lives, it just kind of seems like to me, and this is my personal opinion, that once she got involved in their lives, uh, it just destroyed his family. Focus is Sandy McMasters from the chat. There seems to be a pattern to Jody's counseling. Divide the couple and exert influence over the wife. Does not excuse Ruby, obviously, or the husband. That definitely looks like Jody's MO. I'm glad you're using Latin, modus operandi, and you're 100% right. You know, the scary thing to me, and again, I've said this ad nauseum, I've said this a million times, and many of you folks that are from Utah that are listening to this show, you know the potential influence that the church, in this case, the Jesus Christ Church of Latter-day Saints, exerts over many of the people, many of the people that are members of that church in this area. And in no way do I mean to disparage that specific church, that specific religion. I have seen in my police career many other religions that had really deep-seated problems. And they were still counseling people when, you know, the famous expression, you know, uh, if, if you, um, if you live in a glass house, you cannot throw stones. And, you know, many religions, of course, live in that, uh, that glass house situation. And especially in this situation, because the church was referring clients from the church to Jody Hildebrandt. To me, that is um, pretty scary. You know, that's pretty complicit. Uh, Trish Norman, there is the problem of proof. It's not against the law to never give a cell phone back, nor is it against the law to not give a bedroom to the child. Proving psychological abuse is very hard. Trish, you know something? Uh, I agree. But, you know, there's going to be a huge, huge investigation as per this case. Um, this case is really just in its very, very infancy. And look at all the things being uncovered already. Because you know why? It wasn't like it was. they were starting from ground zero. That They had a case on this already. And they could pull up past information. How about the wealth of videos that Ruby Frankie has? And, you know, whether they were removed from YouTube or not, through the power of subpoena, through the power of law enforcement technological experts, they can recover those videos and use those videos as evidence. Those videos are not gone even in the, the longest sense, even if uh, Ruby Frankie tried to erase them or tried to get rid of them. Law enforcement can still recover them. Is that not a treasure trove of information? Uh, you know, Amy in Boston, a great point, Amy. I have a three-year-old, um, Amy. He doesn't even understand the difference between gender, let alone, you know, what we were saying before, watching uh, P-O <laughs> asterisk N. Give me a break. Amy in Boston, I agree with you. You know, some of these people, they just, uh, they come out with these nutty, nutty ideas and, and try to inflict their views and this hardcore view on um, Jacqueline uh, Johnston manifested. Ruby is totally, <laughs> I won't use the slang you used, lesbian. So is Jody, allegedly, but I feel it in my bones. Well, Jacqueline, there's no, I mean, documented evidence of this. No one is coming uh, forward and saying, oh, they're, they're a couple. They're a rom romantically involved. Is there a 
a possibility of this, that they're romantically involved? Absolutely 100% sure. I'm not naive and neither is anyone uh, that's involved in this case. Margaret Hearn. Margaret, sorry, but this was this door broken after R&J arrest. You know, Margaret, I think that the powers that be know exactly when and who broke this door. Because apparently the family was going in and out, the extended family of Ruby Frankie. And I, as I said earlier, it would be hard-pressed for me to believe that this home um, has no video cameras, which would be easy. Investigation 101. Let's go to the videotape as the great New York City sports broadcaster, Warner Wolf, would always say, let's go to the videotape. Now, you know, as I said before, almost every home on this earth, and oh, maybe I'm taking too many things for granted and speaking in generalities, but if I have a ring camera and I have another camera over my garage, I think lots of people have them because I'm not the the high-tech person. or the I wasn't the first person to get one of these cameras, nor the last. Mary Michael, the phrase, you guys, is okay. Please don't fall into the pit of the ever-so-easily-offended people. Your chat family is way above that stuff. Just saying, oh, my God, can we please send Kevin's lawyer away? You know, Kevin's lawyer is just like all lawyers. They speak in the outrageous sometimes, but they're defending their client. That's what they do. And, yes, his um, what he's saying and it basically totally exonerating Kevin is not believable to any of us, you know. Susie Otwell, Susan Otwell. They are both psychopaths. They both love pain. They are both barbaric. And Kevin isn't that far behind. Wow. You know something? I think, you know, um, Melissa Martin. Ruby was a power monger on her own, but it appears it intensified with Jody. This is no excuse for child abuse or allowing another person to abuse your kids. This is, uh, I think, as we, and I used this analogy the other day, As we peel away the layers of the onion, it gets worse and worse and worse. It doesn't get any better. Peeling away this onion, we find more and more horrific things. And the bottom line is there are six children here. Uh, Agreed, two of them uh, may qualify as adults. The older sister, Shari, I believe, is a junior at Brigham Young University, whether she's a reached her 21st birthday at this point. I don't know. But um, the children, the grown children, Shari one time called the police to respond to her family's home. So, yeah, there's a lot. We As we peel away other layers of the onion here, we are going to find out uh, a lot of things. Uh, Jody was behind sending the son Chad to that wilderness camp for several months. Uh, Melissa Martin, will the Mormon leaders that recommended Jody be ordered to testify? You know, Melissa, I believe that this investigation must go very deep and far. The circle should be way out here. And as you start finding out things, you start bringing that, that net. You start tightening that net as to who is complicit, uh, who is arrestable in this case. And in my opinion, again, I don't have all the facts yet, but I find it extremely hard to believe that Kevin Frankie is not legally and perhaps even arrestable in this case. However, knowing a lot about the criminal justice system, if he's not the worst of the three, he may be offered a deal to testify against Jody and his wife, Ruby. And there's a, a, a huge potential for that. And of course, his attorney acts like, oh, no one's no one's ever approached us with, with that thought, you know. Uh, Jacqueline Johnston, Jody has complete control over Ruby and she's preyed on Ruby's sexuality. Ruby wants the fame and control and she's looking to Jody to help her achieve it. But I feel they are lovers, allegedly. Jacqueline, you're being very, very careful, which you should be. I mean, we can't, I mean, you can allege anything you want, but we don't have proof at this point. So many people have in the chat have said, 
that they believe that they're a couple. But again, until we have um, until we have proof of that, we really can't point the finger and say, "Oh, they're lovers. They're a couple." It would seem that that there's a, a distinct possibility of that. But at the very least, uh, Crafty Chris, hey Bill and crew, <laughs> good to see you, Crafty Chris. I like that name. Um, it would seem that that's a distinct possibility, folks. That they could be a couple. You know, let's get back to the attorney for uh, to Kevin Frankie. This has been on Kevin. Where was he? Why was he absent? How does that all happen? So um, he was doing that at Ruby's direction, who I think was being directed by Jody. This is the way that you've got to repair your marriage and repair your family. So they were all sort of kind of being manipulated. In, and this is just my opinion by, by Jody. And I think she knew what she was doing and it was causing significant damage. And so when Kevin's critics are out there saying, um, you know, where was he? Um, he was acting at the direction of what he thought was a competent mental health care. Whoa, whoa. Since when does a mental health professional tell you what to do in your life? Since when do they order you what to do in your life? What man worth his salt would agree to that? What man would not go against what this really bad mental health professional who had her license removed one other time, who's going to take direction from this woman? So I, I'm shocked that this attorney is actually even selling that bullshit to us. Are you kidding me? You really think that people are going to buy this? Oh, he was acting in the direction of a mental... Oh, really? Really? That's unbelievable that any man would tell get a mental health professional and let that person run their life. Tell them what to do. I find that Mr. Randy Kester, attorney for Kevin Frankie, to be outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Provider and advisor. And to me, the better question is, what kind of mental health care provider would advise a family and a husband and wife and a husband and children or a father and children that this can repair your family if you just stay away from each other. And I'm confident that she told that to Ruby. I'm confident that that the, the children are being told that, and Kevin was certainly being told that, that I know what I'm doing. You need to stay away. Last month, Ruby, Frankie, and Hildebrandt were arrested about 250 miles south of the Frankie family home in Springville. This after Frankie's 12-year-old son escaped from Hildebrandt's Ivan's Utah home running to a neighbor for help. This kid has obviously been... You know, this is the most, to me, this is the most heartbreaking, perhaps one of, one of the most heartbreaking 911 calls I've ever heard. And I've heard horrific, horrific 911 calls. You know, this is so heartbreaking to anyone that's not in this business, anyone that's not in law enforcement, to hear, here's a neighbor, uh, no, probably knows the kids to say hello to, but isn't uh, involved in the way of uh, a parent or, or a relative or a friend. And when you hear this gentleman's voice and how upset he is about what he sees here, it's really heartbreaking. I think he's been he's been detained. He's been. He's obviously covered in wounds. Two Frankie children were taken to the hospital for treatment after they were found emaciated. Four of the kids are now being held by the Division of Child and Family Services. But according to his attorney, Kevin Frankie hadn't seen his kids in more than a year and didn't even know they were hours away from the family home. Oh, he was just horrified by what the reports were. And um, he, he actually went there to get his kids when he found out about this. He drove all the way to Southern Utah, which is 250 miles, and uh, met with law enforcement and gave statements and um, made an effort to try to get his kids out of that mess. Since then, Kevin Frankie hasn't been in communication with his children and is working to regain custody. Kester says he's back in the family's Springville home, but still gave few answers about what could have happened to the door. I, I honestly don't know. He doesn't know. He wasn't there. He didn't know. None of the neighbors have reported that 
anyone came over that they saw anyone just hard to believe video let's look at the video let's look at the video randy kester counselor for kevin frankie please i mean do are we that gullible that naive that we no one knows what happened to the door uh trish norman you also have to wonder why the daughter would call and request a welfare check instead of calling her dad because she probably knew her dad was a wimp and he was kicked out of the house and he took that as as an answer you know uh mk melissa i heard that jody's ex got full custody of children which says a lot jody hildebrandt apparently she had some poor relationships in her own life uh which is not inconsistent with many therapists many psychologists a lot of psychologists a lot of therapists they give advice to other people but if you look into their own lives they're a mess <laughs> they're an absolute mess so um those are the people that are the gatekeepers those are the people that are giving advice to others whose own lives are just outrageous damaging the door so he, he just honestly doesn't know no one's told him was anything missing from inside the house uh, well i think some of the kids the, the older kids were in the home so to his knowledge he hadn't lived there for 13 months so he doesn't know what was there you know he didn't he hasn't told me that he saw anything missing Unbelievable, right? I just uh, hard to believe that. Uh, other than some personal papers, but other than that, he doesn't. He hasn't reported to me that anything was stolen. We've had this discussion, and he says I don't have any proof, solid proof of who did it. All he knows is he's got to get it fixed again, and it was quite expensive. Yeah, looks like a nice door. <laughs> you said it has to get fixed again. Was it broken prior to this? No, no, no. Oh, just no. get it fixed. Get it fixed. Yeah, okay. Good catch. Meanwhile, Ruby, Frankie, and Hildebrandt are being held without bail in Washington County, Utah. The pair were set to appear in court on September 18th, but the hearing was delayed in the 11th hour due to copious amounts of evidence. According to court documents, they'll be back in court after October 5th. Kester says it was new information handed over by law enforcement the morning of the scheduled hearing that caused both sides to delay the bail hearing. And while the Frankie story continues to captivate the nation, some have had an adverse reaction to the attention it's receiving. We reached out to others in the neighborhood to ask about the Frankie family, and no one wanted to speak on camera. When asked whether they knew the family, multiple people said they had no comment. The ones that did speak to us simply said the media frenzy in this neighborhood since Frankie's arrest has been overwhelming. Reporting in Springville, Utah. You know, folks, what that says to me is there is some forces outside this investigation that is exerting pressure could it be let's be totally naive could it be the church could it be the church that's exerting this pressure on people is that why people are afraid to come forward could it be the church what do you think is that a possibility that it's the church here hmm i wonder and i'll be completely you know, devil's advocate. Uh, I think it is. I think it is. Uh, JK, my LDS counselor, told me very personal things I should do. When you're broken, you're vulnerable and easily persuaded, especially by those that place value judgments on you. JK, thank you for sharing that with us. That's a very a personal thing, and I, I really appreciate that. And absolutely, and that's why counselors, psychologists, medical doctors, teachers have to be held to the highest standards available because they are giving advice to vulnerable people, people possibly that are wounded in life, you know, people that are having problems in their life. But yet many of these people, and of course not all, I'm not going to speak in general generalities, Many of these people are dangerous, are dangerous, you know. Uh, 
The Scooby life. Kevin abandoned his children. Just I'm at because some lose the therapist recommends something first. I mean, you do it. Rudy wanted a Ruby wanted him out. Of course, because I think I really do think this and I, I'm not at all a Ruby Frankie fan because I think she had some evil, evil in her. If you watch some of the videos, if you watch some of her uh, actions on her show, um, she had some evilness in her. And there is no doubt in my mind that she was brainwashed by Jody Frankie, excuse me, by, by uh, Jody Hildebrandt. But Ruby Frankie had some of that evilness in her before Jody Hildebrandt got to her. And then you throw money into it. Ooh, what do they say about money? It's the root of all evil. Could that be a potentiality in this? That she lost her podcast that had 2 million subscribers. You know what I, what I would say very, um, a podcast with 2 million subscribers, very conservatively, I'm going to say she was making over a half a million dollars a year. That's very, very conservatively. She was probably making a lot more than that with 2 million subscribers. So could money be a motivational factor? Did she want to change anything about her podcast that was making this much money? I don't think so. Folks, if you like true crime, real crime, from a police perspective, that's how they say it. They say police uptown in Harlem. They say police. And that's in my vocabulary forever. So it'll never be the police again. It'll be the police. <laughs> I find that uh, ingratiating. It makes me feel like I'm back on the job. You know, the police will knock on the door and people say, who is it? I'll say it's the police. <laughs> oh, it's the DTs. Well, the detectives, you know. So uh, just a little, add a little humor in here, folks. So if you like, if you like, real crime, true crime from a police perspective, then you're in the right place. And if you're not subscribed to us, go on our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up and ring that bell. And if you want to contribute to us, we have a Patreon with three different levels. And we also have a YouTube channel membership with count them five different levels. So if you want to join us, support our channel, I would appreciate it. But mostly give us a thumbs up and ring that bell. The more thumbs up we have, the more people share this and the more people find out about us. Now, the family of Ruby Frankie, which many of you in the chat have said, some of them are just as bad as Ruby Frankie. However, now they're coming out and speaking out against their sister in this case. And I'm going to play a little bit of Ruby Frankie's sister here. And you can see what I'm talking about towards Rudy and Jody and Kevin and connections as is that it was all bullcrap. It was it was complete indoctrination of this thing that they created. Sisters of Ruby Frankie breaking their silence after the Mormon YouTuber and her business partner are charged with child abuse. We all felt weird about this Jody lady. We didn't, we weren't comfortable with it. We didn't like it. We didn't like the teachings Ruby was bringing to the family function. Ruby Frankie is being held without bail on six counts of felony child abuse. Now two of her sisters are speaking about their suspicions. We did not know what they were doing. Frankie's business partner, Jody Hildebrandt, is being held on the same charges after two of Frankie's children were found at her home late last month. One child had escaped. Here's part of the 911 call. 911, the address of your emergency. Tell me exactly what's happened. I just had a 12-year-old boy show up here at my front door asking for help. We know there's been problems at this neighbor's house. He's emaciated. Boom. We know there's been problems at this neighbor's house. Again, the neighbors know there's problems. So how many people have made reports. Who was protecting Ruby Frankie? Who was protecting Jody Hildebrandt? Who of the gatekeepers of society, police, counselors, DCFS, Division of Child Family and Family Services, that's what they call it in Utah, who was not doing their job? Was everyone doing their job by the numbers? I think not. He's got 
tape around his legs. He's hungry and he's thirsty. This story has captured the attention of people around the world. Frankie had been known for her YouTube channel, Eight Passengers, where she and her husband, Kevin Frankie, documented their lives. Uploads appeared to stop last year. That timing appears significant, according to videos posted on YouTube by two of her sisters. Three years ago, Ruby, everything was great. It seemed to be fine anyway. We were a typical family. She was getting some therapy counseling because their family needed it, which I think is great. However, I think you need to get it from a great source. Read the reviews. Jody Hildebrandt and her website or therapy stuff. Imagine doing the right thing and people struggle to go to therapists. So you finally make the decision to go to a therapist, you do the right thing, and you go to a Jody Hildebrandt? Could you imagine that? That you went to the Beelzebub of, of therapists? Can you imagine that? How difficult it is to reach out and get therapy. And then when you arrive at that decision, which is a struggle for many, and you go to, the, and the therapist is Jody Hildebrandt. Scary, very, very scary. I don't know what you want to call it. Connections was not a great resource. Hildebrandt's Connections Classroom claims to help people with a range of problems through counseling. Ruby Frankie is listed as a counselor on the website. Another one of Frankie's sisters claimed the family had been cut off from Frankie's family. We did not know what they were doing because like we said, we were cut off. I knew they were weird. I knew that they were off. Those are the things that we kept quiet about because what was I going to say? What was I going to do? I was not going to come out and publicly say that I don't like my sister and I don't like what she's doing and I think she's weird. Ruby Frankie has been under fire for many years as viewers of her YouTube channel voiced concern about her strict and what appeared to be emotionally abusive parenting style. I hesitate. So being under fire for many years, did you guys catch that one? Many years. So in essence, this abuse was going on for many years. What's wrong with that picture, folks? What's wrong with people making reports and people reporting this for many years? And nothing was done. Someone, many, are not doing their job. The gatekeepers of this world, other counselors, teachers, doctors, the police did not properly do their job. And that's rather clear in this case. I hate to say this because it's going to sound like I'm like a mean barbarian, but I told the kids, I said, I'm not even going to let you eat breakfast until you get your chores done. The hashtag cancel YouTube vlogger became popular on social media. I'm not going anywhere. One of Frankie's sisters said her behavior became more and more strange. So three years ago, Ruby and I hung out do, bottling tomatoes. And then a few weeks later, crap hit the fan and she left the family. And she didn't even call me to say, hey, you know, Julie, you're doing this and this. And I don't like it. You're living your life in distortion. So I'm gonna have to take some time away from you. No, literally nothing. She did call my mom and yelled at my mom on the phone for 45 minutes and accused her of things that were not true. Ruby Frankie's siblings are also YouTubers. One sister lays part of the blame for this situation on Kevin Frankie, Ruby Frankie's husband. So I still stand by what I said, is that I did everything that I could with the knowledge that I had and within the legal rights to Ruby and Kevin. The one person that could have done something within his legal right was Kevin. We had zero contact with him. It was Kevin's job to check in on things and he did not. So when I say that Ruby and Kevin and Jody and Connections have been destroying our lives offline for the last three years, that is exactly what they've been doing, causing turmoil within our family, us 
we would talk in circles because nothing made sense. But Kevin Frankie's attorney has a different take. Kevin never had any reason to believe that his children were being abused. That is the most outrageous statement I've ever heard an attorney say in my entire police career. He, he was in those videos where abuse was going on, but he never had any idea. Oh, my God. What's that old expression that doesn't pass the smell test? <laughs> Not even close does that pass any test in regards to believability. Just totally outrageous that uh, you could expect anyone to believe that counselor. It just is not even close to believable. And again, many of you folks in the chat that you may even be from Utah. Many of you have watched uh, Ruby Frankie's family and their podcasts. Some of you are saying they're just as bad. So is this a whole culture of these type of podcasts that no one's doing anything about, perhaps because they are religiously inspired, that no one is laying a glove on these? Is that the potentiality? Folks in the chat, let me know if I'm if I'm hitting the nail on the head. Cat, one, 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 one. The church controls a lot more than you think, according to Jody's niece and ex-LDS members. Jody helped to put together a program on how to deal with looking at porn or troubled children with the church. Folks, you know something, in this day and age, can porn be an addiction? I guess it can, but... Is it a sin that you're going to beat someone down about? No, it may be like a suggestion. Maybe they'll outgrow it. Or maybe if it's, if it's a child, yeah, get them away from it. But say an adult is, is viewing porn. Is that something they're going to get excommunicated from the church about? I just think that that's an adult issue. And if it becomes an issue, say, in someone's marriage, or someone's relationship, yeah, maybe you would go to a therapist, but look at the therapist they're going to, who who is who is outrageous, who lost her license. This is what you have as a therapist. Uh, Liz Larson, the LDS Church promoted YouTube family bloggers as a way to do missionary work. There are articles in LDS uh, Loving Magazine. Uh, no doubt, I think you're 100% correct. Elaine McKenzie. Kirsten Strobel completely agree. It reminded me of seeing children from Romanian orphanages where they are not allowed to move from their cot and eventually develop institutionalized MH issues. Um, whenever these things deal with children, it is so sad and it's so tough. Uh, it's so tough to deal with because we, as loving adults, law-abiding citizens, people that love our children, people that love our former human being, our fellow man. It's hard for us to accept or to believe that anyone could hurt a child. And when someone does, we want them punished in the strictest sense of the law. And this is just the bottom of this barrel, you know, this is just the very beginning of the investigation in this case. And I'm sure, as, as I said earlier on the show, as we peel away this onion, it's going to get worse and worse. And we're going to find out more and more things that make us upset, more and more things that want this investigation expanded, and more and more, more things that are going to say, wait, what's the elephant in the room? And maybe I overused that expression. But what is the elephant in the room. Who else is involved in this that's protecting these people? Because how did it happen that this has been going on for years and nothing has been done about it until, you know, what do they say when you want something, everyone to see something, you shine a light on it? And that's the word, the overword used, transparency. Oh, we need transparency. There couldn't have been any more transparency in this case if you tried. It was on video. It was on YouTube. Transparency. It was out there. And shoot you folks out there, guess what? Some of you were calling in. Some of you, probably hundreds, maybe thousands of you, called in and said, there's something wrong with this lady, what she's doing to her children. 
and what what we call the gatekeepers of society, the teachers, the doctors, the lawyers, right? The therapists, the mental health workers. Maybe they didn't do their job. Maybe they missed the boat somewhere. Is that a potentiality? Hmm. I think that, I think it is. Uh, Agate. I'm sorry, but we all live in 21st century. How stupid you have to be to follow the these. You know, Agate. You're 100% correct. But some people, and I think, I don't hope I don't. I'm going to offend somebody, but many times when people have real big issues in their life, maybe they're weak mentally, maybe they're weak physically, they reach out to religion as we could call it what it is, a crutch. We can call it a crutch. And I'm not suggesting that all religion, I have faith myself, that all religion is a crutch. But many people reach out to the crutch that can be religion. And they believe whatever they're told. And they live by that. They live by those rules. They live by someone telling them how to live their life. I mean, I grew up in an Irish Catholic family, eight kids in my family, two adults, eight kids. We lived in a small Levittown house, a Cape Cod house, if you know anything about Levittown, with one bathroom, with one bathroom. There were World War II and three at the door of that bathroom every single day, yet my father never had another bathroom built in our house. My mom, who got married when she was 18 years old, was taught back then. My father was born in 1932. So I guess my mother was born maybe in 1934, 35. I don't know the exact year she was, she was born. But she believed the teaching of the Catholic Church not to use birth control, which was the teaching at that time. And I've even, I asked her years later, mom, what the hell were you thinking, man? I mean, where the hell did that come from? And they believed in the teachings and the rules of the church so much that they followed it to the point of potentially hurting their own lives. You know, uh, independent thinker, the father had no idea Four question marks. Give me a break. Not only did he live with the woman for years, he was being kept away from his kids. That was a big red flag in itself. Independent thinker. That's why you're called the independent thinker. I 100% agree with you. I brought up that same point. Either this guy is super weak man, and uh, but he, no one takes my kids away from me. No one, you know. Diane Roddy, that whole family is sickening. They better stay in jail for life after torturing all those kids for this many years. They'll need to stop family blogs. Totally, it should be illegal. You know, we, that's a whole other issue of kids being on these shows that they may not even want to be on, but they're being controlled by their parents. They may not want to be in these. And who's getting the money? Are they being compensated? Isn't that almost like working a job as a child? There's something called child labor laws, you know? Uh, just just unbelievable. Um, tinfoil tiara. <laughs> Mormon porn equals swimsuit sports illustrated magazine. Even worse, wife cuts hubby off for taking care of business like that is going to help. Yeah, I mean, you know, something... Um, in human behavior, there are certain human behaviors that are just normal. And if religions choose to make those behaviors abnormal, you can do damage to that person's psyche, their life, their, their psychological uh, mental health. Cammy, too. Hey, Bill, you're you're alive. Yay! I missed a lot. Cammy, welcome. Well, you we're still on live, so stay with us. We're still 
having all kinds of fun here on a Saturday afternoon. And thank you guys for joining me. Police off the cuff, real crime stories. Any of you new people here, put a two in the chat so I can identify you and say, all you number twos, subscribe to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. Because if you're not, go on and subscribe, thumbs up, and ring the bell. That's the last time I'm going to say that on this broadcast. Um, Jacqueline Johnson. Yeah, bitching with Bill. Or, or sometimes I'm, I, my wife always calls me a ranter. She goes, you love to rant. <laughs> I guess I do, you know. Don't we all? Don't we all love to get things off our chest sometimes? Uh, Marianne Knapp. All children are children of God. Little angels need love and trust. They will never trust anyone. So sad. Yeah, I think that um, uh, Richella Pranzo. Richella, first of all, thank you so much, you and Lieutenant Pete Pranzo, for all you do for me. Uh, I really appreciate you guys are here all the time. Two of the biggest fans of Police Off the Cuff. You know, uh, just... Totally appreciate all, seeing all you guys in the chat. Um, allegations of negligence and child abuse have long plagued Ruby Frank with nearly 18,000 people signing a 2020 change.org petition urging authorities to open an investigation. Richella, you know, thank you for those statistics, um, which further proves my dissertation, which is someone is protecting them or running interference for them. Uh, someone was running interference for Jody Hildebrandt. Someone from a religious organization was referring clients to Jody Hildebrandt. Isn't that in itself disgusting? I would say it is. I would definitely say it is. Someone... So, excuse me, guys. I thought I had my phone totally off and it's ringing. Uh, not that I'm popular. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I hit it. I made sure it's off now. But um, yes, yeah, someone is referring clients to them. Someone is, what's the word they use all the time? Enabling them. Uh, Agatee. Yeah, I know. Let's put on religion mask and explain it was the religion rules. No, Agatee, I'm not trying to like blame everything on religion i just think that these days and you hit it on the head you have to think for yourself if someone in religion tells you something to do that you find to be outrageous don't follow that then you know are they going to kick you are they out of the religion are you going to get excommunicated as was the word was used in my childhood in the catholic religion uh it's it's uh it's crazy jk bill I absolutely agree. This is why I left the church. The crutch came at too high a cost. JK, thank you. And JK, also, bless you that you had the sense and you had the strength when things got outrageous to leave and to believe yourself that what you were being told or asked to do was beyond what you felt was healthy, either mentally or physically for you, and you had the strength and the wherewithal to leave. Let's thank the Lord for that, right? Uh, so, uh, Tiff Knox, yeah, in my family, yeah, we had eight kids, uh, five boys and three girls. I was the third oldest. I think my mother was pregnant for about 10 years straight, you know. Could you imagine that? And my mother was like little. She was like five foot two about 125 pounds uh, and I was just uh, just crazy you know uh, low-key Sheila uh, those were red flags reported and no one listened 100% no but you know something people listened but nothing was done about it that's the most disturbing thing that lots of things were reported things people talked about it but no one did a damn thing about it so then I have to say, from my experience, uh, Christine in 1973, thank you for the $2 super sticker, police probably Mormon, also big LDS community that 100%, it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious community protecting bad things. You know, it's like Kim Alliston, faith is not a crutch. God always has his arms open to welcome his children with unconditional love. Kim, thank you for all you do. Uh, and I, 
if that's your faith, you absolutely 100% have every right to agree with it. I just think that many religions use that um, that 100% faith, unwavering faith against people sometimes. That's all I mean to say. And I don't, in any way, I don't mean to disparage anyone's religion here, but you have to use your, your noggin and you have to think, um, you have to think, you have to use your brain. Uh, Moonlight View, go Supreme Commander. Well, thank you so much, Moonlight View. Emmy, there are some cults and call themselves religion. 100%, you are 100% right. Let me get back and uh, um, play a little bit more of, of this the family speaking out against Robert Kester told law and crime sidebar podcast that Kevin and Ruby had been separated for 13 months and he didn't know she had taken the children to Jody Hildebrandt's home. Emotionally, she was uh, controlling him because she knew how much he valued their marriage and valued their family. And it was his desire to be able to get back with the family and, uh, preserve his marriage. So he was taking direction from her. And her direction was, it's so much better off. And I think we can salvage our marriage if you just, for now, don't have communication with the kids. And I will communicate with you. I'll reach out to you when we need to have communication. One of the Frankie's older children, Sherry, shared feelings of relief on Instagram following her mother's arrest. Ruby Frankie's sisters said they were able to reconnect with Sherry. It was almost as if Ruby had been making up memories from her childhood. She was trying to grab at anything she could, and she would exaggerate on everything. So she started all of her lies back then, lying to everyone in her life, getting rid of all of her friends and family. And I literally had no contact with her. She wouldn't respond to any texts or emails over the um, time that I tried reaching out to her, never got a response from her. So I was very fortunate to have been able to reach out to her daughter, Sherry, once she was an adult. And we were able to form a really close, strong relationship, which I am grateful for. And it was then that I learned more about Ruby. And it was then that Sherry had learned about lies that had been told to her. Despite Ruby Frankie's siblings saying they were being shut out and didn't know the children were victims of alleged abuse, the sisters suspected something wasn't right. I was not going to come out and publicly say that I don't like my sister and I don't like what she's doing and I think she's weird. That is what we kept quiet about. It wasn't until about a year ago when we were able to reconnect with Sherry again. That was from a recent video from the sister named Bonnie. She had posted a video the evening of her sister's arrest, but later deleted it. I don't think any of us could have ever seen this coming. I, we all did as much as we could legally, and you don't know what you don't know. The only thing that we ultimately care about is that our nieces and nephews are safe, and they are. Ruby Frankie will be back in court next week on her criminal case. A hearing will also be held about custody of her minor children. For Law and Crime, I mean. So, guys, uh, a lot a lot going on, a lot peeling the onion away. Um, Carol Layton, do you think that's because she's an attractive upper-class white woman that police and others could have been more likely to not believe complaints against her? I think the fact that she's affluent, I think the fact that she's in this heavy-duty religious community, I think the police are also uh, compromised. Let me use that word. The police are compromised from this whole society here. And uh, sunset gazing, it's a cult. Sorry, not sorry. It's in certain segments of all religions. People should stand up for what is right, not based on what group to which a person belongs, but because of God's commands. Sunset Gazing, thank you for that remark. Absolutely. I think you're 100% on target. We discussed that. Folks, if you're looking for a great attorney in the New York City metropolitan area, then Joe Murray is your man. Joe's a retired member of the service, retired NYPD police officer who is now an attorney. You can reach Joe on his cell at 718-514-3855. Email him at joe at jmurray-law.com. Or go on his website, jmurray-law.com. Guys, this was a very spirited 
you might say, spirited, spirited conversation today, maybe even a little animated, I might say. Um, it's uh, Lulu Love. Oh, yeah, I knew about it. I'm in an active LDS. My nephew got back last night from his two-year Mormon mission in Santiago, Chile. The more I do this show, the more I do this case, the more I learn about uh, the Latter-day Saints and the Mormon religions in uh, in Utah. YouTube user, and look how fast they turn on them. Also, look how fast Kevin is willing to turn against Ruby, his wife. Well, they turned on him. So what's the old expression? Uh, payback is a bitch, right? Isn't that the truth? Uh, folks, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. More or less almost like more than afternoon, later afternoon. Uh, I'm going to come back with more and more on this case during the week. We'll have some more animated discussions with all you guys. But in the meantime, I just, I just want to thank everyone for coming by today. And I want you to have, oh, by the way, tonight, 9 p.m. on the Oxygen Network, I'm on uh, the show New York Homicide. So if you're home tonight, and that's Eastern Standard Time. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, New York Homicide. If you want to watch me, I'm on that show tonight. Otherwise, have a great rest of your Saturday. God bless, and we'll talk to you soon. One episode, just ain't enough.